What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 44 of Save Crystal. Today, we're going to be talking about, I want to say Blockbuster, um, but really just the rental experience in itself. Uh, I am going to be saying, I'm going to be saying Blockbuster a lot because, well, they were probably the best to ever do it. And um, this is fresh right off of me watching the last Blockbuster documentary on Netflix. And I recommend you watching that because I learned quite a few things in that. You know, we're, we're always told that Netflix uh, and Redbox were the driving force behind the, the, the fall of Blockbuster. But they're, I mean, don't get me wrong, they didn't help in the situation, but there were definitely some other behind the scenes things. And I, I'm not going to talk too much about it because I want you to watch it. But, you know, the, I, can, I can remember... Um, the commercial that come out and they show they show it and talk about it where blockbuster done away with late fees like what are you thinking what kind of a decision was that you don't have late fees you don't get your stuff back i mean it's as simple as that and i can remember that commercial but anyways i'm going to talk about the whole rental experience and of course yes this ties into video games because you could rent video games at these stores and some of these games were exclusive. We're gonna talk about a couple of those, but this is mainly talking about the experience and uh, some, some of my own stories that I have with Blockbuster. I've never seen 10,000 tapes in one store. There's so much kid stuff. And I can keep them for three evenings. Now this is a video store. Ordinary video stores don't even come close to Blockbuster Video. You've just got to see it to know what we mean. Wow. 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 What a difference. Blockbuster Video. Come discover the Blockbuster difference. Wow. Now, Blockbuster is not the only rental experience I have. You know, there was Blockbuster. There was Hollywood Video. I had a video world right up the road from where I live. And there was um, the... You know, Kroger. Kroger had their own uh, renting session or section in the, uh, you know, in their in their store. And so did Giant Eagle. And for those of you who don't know what those are, uh, they are grocery stores, basically. And uh, I mean, for a long time, I didn't know what a Piggly Wiggly was until I went down south. So um, but anyway, yes. So you could rent at those places as well. And I don't know. There was just something about. It was, it was an event. It really was. Going to the store to pick out a movie or a couple to watch. You know, I can remember my aunt and uncle. This is the same uncle that I talk about with video games all the time. Um, he got me into wrestling and video games. And he would, you know, when we would stay at their house, my aunt and uncle's house, we'd go to Blockbuster. And he and I would go to the wrestling section. You know, we would pick out... Um, different wrestling pay-per-views we would uh you know and because that, that's the thing like yes everything is so convenient now netflix let's be honest we've become lazy we don't want to go out and do anything and it, it's so convenient to 
hey, let's watch something tonight and bring up Netflix and, and go look. And, and you know, there, I do it too. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but Netflix, yes, they have a lot of content, but not the amount of content you had when you went to the rental store. I'm talking you had old movies, you had new movies. Netflix, I feel your, your selection is in a sandbox. That's just how I feel. And let's be honest, there's times we want to get on Netflix to watch some movies and you spend an hour and a half looking for something to watch. And there would be times you go to a rental store and you'd walk around and look at stuff and walk out and not even rent a movie. But I, I just miss the experience of going in, picking up a tape or a DVD and, and actually seeing the cover art front and back, reading the description of the movie and deciding if this is what I want to watch for the night. And it's just, I don't know. It was an, it really was an event going to the rental store. You know, you're going to go get some movies. And I can remember um, towards the end of Blockbuster, you know, into the 2000s, um, a new movie would release. And I can remember my uncle, uh, this is a different uncle now, as I'm confusing you all with the uncles, um, would call to see if they had the movie. And here the the blockbuster employee would be checking and there's that moment where you're like waiting you're waiting for the verdict and they're like yes we have one in and there's the excitement okay we're coming to get it uh, and you could do a pickup you know we'd pick up the movie grab a box of pizza on the way home and you're set for the night and that was that was that was awesome and i can remember too um titanic was a big release for blockbuster um we were actually lucky enough to get the you know the it was a double a two tape the movie was so long it came on two tapes we were able to um, get the movie at midnight at walmart and there were some people who just still wanted couldn't get their hands on it and they wanted to rent it and i just constantly remember around that time people checking in the rental stores to see if it was available but anyway yeah we would uh you know, it was just such a, I kind of, I miss the experience. I really do. And I, and the way that things go nowadays with old things that were once pop culture, it's coming back and it might not be blockbuster that comes back, but I definitely believe this is going to take place again. We're going to see video uh, rental again, like rental places. We're going to see it. I don't know when, but it's going to come back. Look at look at the you know vinyl records. The newer generations did not grow up with that. They adopted it though, and they brought it back. Same with the Polaroid cameras. Yeah, they they're up to date now, or they're kind of like a modern look to them. But they were big a couple summers ago. I, I remember seeing quite a few people out with them. And uh, but yes, it could come back, and I believe it's going to come back. Maybe not Blockbuster, but it could happen. And, uh, you know, Blockbuster, of course, you could rent video games. And I remember specifically, and I was young. I should not have had this game. I rented um, Manhunt for the PlayStation 2. And I remember once my dad found out that I had that game. I was not able <laughs> to rent that game ever again. Uh, 
I, I'm pretty sure he made me take it back early too, but you know, that's good parenting. I should not have had that game. That, that game is so brutal and gory and it just, I should not have had it at that age. Um, but yes, yeah, so many, so many memories of the rental stores and I pray and I hope it comes back. You know, the one blockbuster that remains that the documentary is all about, like I said, it's on Netflix, check it out. Um, is in Bend, Oregon. And if Bend, Oregon was not so far away, I would definitely go travel to this location. I mean, and then part of, I mean, that to me, the, the distance is uh, a thing, but then also deep down, I'm like, do I really want to go there and experience this? And it's going to make me miss this even more. It's going to make me, uh, want to go visit this place, and I can't do that on a regular basis. So, um, for those of you though who live in Bend, Oregon, and you're keeping this thing afloat. God bless you. I mean that you you are the hope that one day we can see this again. And it amazes me not just with Blockbuster, um, you know, even old malls. You know, I know there's a there's a like a fan base or whatever you want to call it, a following that loves to go look at dead malls. And my favorite part of it, you know, I'm not one of these people that go and do this, but if I happen to come across a dead mall and I go in and I can see, I love trying to figure out what that store used to be. Whether you can see, you know, the where the logo used to be on the wall. So let's say a Toys R Us, for example. Most of the Toys R Us, when we lost it a couple years back, um, they took down the big Toys R Us lettering, but yet you can still see the print of it on the outside of the building. I like to look at that kind of stuff. And there's a part of me that feels really sad anytime I see that giant uh, shadow where a logo once used to fit. And it's that Blockbuster ticket, that ripped ticket where the Blockbuster logo used to be. Um, it definitely is a, um, a time capsule. That's what it is. That is the perfect word. And, uh, but you know, they, they did, they went on and they were launching a video service, a video on demand and a mail-in service. Um, I can actually, I can't remember where I've seen it, but I have actually seen on a modern remote, a blockbuster button to bring up their, their service. Um, I don't know where I seen it. I can't remember, but I definitely have seen that before. But let's get back to video games, okay? Because that is, uh, for video game collectors, this still is a, you know, a, a big thing. And many of you who collect movies or video or, or video games or whatever, I'm sure in your collection you have one of those blockbuster uh, cases. And I have quite a few, and I have some Nintendo 64 games with a sticker right across the label. And some people are like, oh, no, that ruins it. And to me, I'm like, no, no, it doesn't. To me, it adds to it. And that's me. That's my collection. And I like it on there. Some people are going to try to remove it. Um, and they made it to where you couldn't uh, remove some of that stuff. But anyway, okay, let's, uh, let's hop into some of these uh, exclusives. So Donkey Kong Country competition cartridge was uh, for the Super Nintendo. And this was made just for the second Blockbuster World Video Game Championship held in 1994. 
Clay Fighter Tournament Edition was an updated version of the original. They fixed bugs, added new models, but they didn't do a lot to the point that no one even noticed what they changed. And that brings me to another blockbuster exclusive for the 64, Clay Fighter Sculptor's Cut. Now, this game can go upwards of $1,000 and even $14,000 complete in box. And, you know, complete in box, that's another thing when it comes to rental stores. Because a lot of that stuff either got lost over time or thrown out. And they had their own clamshell cases made for these games or movies. So if you were able to find, you know, any of these blockbuster exclusive games with the 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 actual cases and the manuals and all that good for you because that that's pretty tough now when it comes to sculptor's cut okay i have sculptor's cut in my collection but i'm gonna tell you right now it's a reproduction card because never in my life can i see myself paying fourteen thousand dollars for a game like this I mean, nothing against Sculptor's Cut. It's just not my thing. But $14,000 complete, even $1,000 for the loose one. There were 20000 of these games made. And yes, even though it was a Blockbuster exclusive, 20000 to me still seems like a lot to be going for this kind of money. But that's, that's just me. You know, if you want to spend that, cool. All right. Mad 93 had a championship edition. The difference of this was uh, the original Mad 93, or the difference between this and the original Mad 93 was it added eight great uh, NFL teams at that point in time. And, you know, older sports titles are cheap and usually get thrown at the store into like a under $5 bin. But this one is quite the collectible being, once again, an exclusive from Blockbuster. Other uh, exclusive titles from rental stores include NFL Blitz Special Edition on the N64. Now, that would later be sold in stores, and I actually have this. Um, I can't tell the difference from the original NFL Blitz. What was it, 2000 or 2001? I can't. I don't even know if there is a difference. Other than Special Edition is just slapped on the title. I don't know. Uh, Transformers Beast Wars, Trans Metals for the N64, Stunt Racer 64, Razor Freestyle Scooter N64. You see Block or uh, Nintendo 64 kind of went nuts with these exclusives. International Track and Field 2000 for the N64, and Indiana Jones the Infernal Machine for N64. <laughs> they uh especially if you're a Nintendo 64 collector, this can get a little challenging. Now, these games are not all crazy money. You know, Stunt Racer, yes, can get up there to the two, three hundreds. Um, and like I already mentioned, you know, Clay Fighter Sculptures Cut. But there were many, and that's just to name a few. I mean, we'd be here all day if I were to go on and on and on about all the different exclusives. But this, honestly, um, when I think about video games and... I mean, go back to the let's let's talk about the Dreamcast for a minute. The Dreamcast come out September 9th, 1999, the big 9999, okay? But you could rent the Dreamcast in July. So like what is that? 2 2 months before? Yeah, you could you could get you could 
if you could find it, you could, um, in certain stores, you could rent the Dreamcast system. And there was a special version. I can't remember right off the bat what it's called. Um, actually, I'm going to look it up because I should know that. Um, of Sonic Adventure. And it was almost like a beta version. Blockbuster. It wasn't complete. Oh, is that really all it was called? Sonic Adventure Limited Edition. <laughs> okay. Um, this was exclusive to Blockbuster Hollywood Video Stores. And it wasn't complete. Sonic Adventure Limited Edition. <laughs> okay. Um, this was exclusive to Blockbuster Hollywood Video Stores. And it wasn't complete. Like, it was basically a beta version. And so when the game actually did come out... And you played, you were one of the ones that actually got to play that game by renting it early. You got a you got a slightly different version of the game when it actually came out. So um, I'm sure that game goes for uh, some pretty good money. I might as well look it up while I'm here, you know. If you ever wanted to look up video game prices, I, I recommend you go into price charting. Price charting is a um, fantastic site, and I use it quite a bit. Sonic Adventure... Special edition. Here it is. Limited edition Sonic Adventure. Okay, so not crazy. I mean, it, it's look complete. You can get it for $68. Loose, $61. My God, at that difference, you might as well buy it complete. But yes, um, very, very... Uh, that was the thing, too. Like, you just didn't rent video games. You could rent systems, too. And, and some of them came in like cases like a like a black like a briefcase and inside of it was the foam and the foam was molded to fit the system the controllers and i'll tell you what i have once wanted to look into getting some of those they go for crazy money on ebay the cases that used to have the systems in them that you would rent from uh, they are great for storing your consoles and um, so if you have any of those you're lucky I'd like to have some myself, but anyways, no, that was just all I really want to talk about today. I just wanted to talk about the nostalgia for video rental. And I know there are some YouTubers like, for example, uh, you know, we've talked about the channel before Cinemassacre. James Rolfe, basically, he has a section in his basement that resembles a video rental store. And that is so cool. He is another one that that misses you know the the experience and that is so cool he set that up and it looks awesome from from what i think they've done a tour in there a couple years back um but man so cool and i'm gonna look around and i'm gonna i'm gonna see if anybody has like a what do they call them like mom and pop shops of these uh video rental stores because i just i want to experience it again it's it's a time capsule it really is and um, that one remaining blockbuster, uh, I really hope, you know, that they, they're able to keep that thing going because it seems like that community doesn't seem like Bend, Oregon is a big, you know, place. And it just seems like that community just, they don't take it for granted. And that's the best thing uh, that they could do. 
So with that being said, guys, that's going to do it for this episode of Save Crystal. Uh, be sure to check me out on YouTube. My YouTube channel is Save Crystal Gaming. Uh, over there, you'll find walkthroughs, live streams, some of my older uh, reviews that I upload here, uh, audio version. Uh, they're my micro episodes, but I actually got video versions of those. So check those out over there. And anytime I do a video version, uh, you know, like a ranking list, I usually do a video version of those. You can find that video over on Save Crystal Gaming. So be sure to subscribe to Save Crystal, the podcast right here on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, wherever you're listening to this. And I appreciate uh, everybody who, who listens and gives me the feedback. And I appreciate it. If you have any topics uh, that you would like me to do as an episode, you know where to reach me either on Twitter, uh, which is my old name at primetime 21st. And uh, let me think it's God. There's so many Instagram is safe crystal. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, YouTube, go over to YouTube under the community tab. I usually post there and that's where you can write or vote. So thank you all so much for listening, and I will see you in the next episode.